This is, this is Underground Opera. Here we are. I'm just going to let him introduce himself. Tell us who you are and give us a little background. My name is Darren the Inspirer, and it is time for you to look, listen, and feel me. So my name is Darren Harbour. I'm from Gary, Indiana, uh, residing down here now in, uh, in Louisville. And uh, I'm, I, I, I consider myself a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, but uh, for less of a cliché term, um, I am a disability and culture inclusion specialist and advocate. Uh, I have termed myself as this and the inspirer because over the years of my life and the process of losing my sight, and walking by faith and not by sight, I have kicked down doors, broken barriers, and fought against discrimination, liability, um, and basically doubt uh, for anybody that feels or, ha- or has thought that people with disabilities um, have limitations and cannot achieve the same goals as their able-bodied counterparts. Uh, so over the years of graduating college, being a competitive dancer, um, a stand-up comedian, circus performer, um, directing and and performing in plays, um, you pretty much name it, a martial arts background, uh, sports at the, you know, uh, sports and athletics for schools for the blind. Um, it, it's, it's been quite a ride, um, and it's, but it's been a lot of fun. So I, I opt to encourage and inspire everybody to see beyond their eyes and seeing with the eyes of inspiration and knowing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and the light that shines through you. You are the first, the first blind professional wrestler. I am. You know, wrestling. Why wrestling? Well, wrestling for the blind was kind of our first mark into integrating sports with uh, sighted individuals and able-bodied individuals. When uh, mat wrestling, or sometimes called amateur wrestling, was introduced, uh, the blind took that sport. You know, they took we took that bull by the horns and um, winning state championships uh, at our school levels uh, across the board, across the region. Um, and including other sports in the Special Olympics, such as uh, judo, and um, it was it was the one sport where we could uh, close to equivalently compete against uh, able-bodied and sighted individuals with uh, minimal accommodations, and uh, it 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 became something that put us on the map. Now, the professional wrestling I do now I was a mat wrestler. I wrestled for uh, schools for the blind in my middle and high school years, but the wrestling that I do today encompasses all of the things that I've done over the course of my life because it in, it incorporates performance, it incorporates martial arts, it incorporates wrestling, of course. Um, it incorporates reaching people and inspiring people. And um, and it it's not something that I thought I would be able to do. I've tried for years to get incorporated in and and I've and I was often told that there's a high liability factor um you, there's even a license in Kentucky um that is the same license you get if you wanted to become a boxer 
Now, I understand the liability factor as far as concussions uh, for somebody who can't see and having to anticipate uh, boxing punches or even a super kick in the ring and what kind of damage that can do and not seeing where you're going to land. So I moseyed on over to Jeffersonville, Indiana, and between Two Tough Tony and the Reverend Ronnie Roberts, they were just as inspired and enthused and curious as to what they could do with an individual such as myself who uh, talks a big game, but can he back it up? And we started training in 2020, uh, what I like to call the year the blind showed the sighted how to see, 2020. And uh, I've been training at Grindhouse Professional Wrestling since then, and uh, and in the, within the last two years, being put on the main stage uh, in in uh, matches, uh, you know, from since then, and it, it's it's been fantastic. Um, I I started it during the pandemic because so much of what I was doing at the time got shut down. You know, between some of the mentor I was doing, I was doing children's storytelling. Uh, I'm a licensed massage therapist. I had a lot going on I'm directing my own theater company, uh, Imagine Blind Players, which was uh, started so that we can have our own platform um, that, that reached and, and um, produced all accommodations and accessibility we needed to produce traditional theater uh, that, that, was, that was quite well for about four years. But the pandemic shut everything down, and we wrestlers ain't scared of very much, and blind people aren't either, and that was the perfect opportunity to try something uh, more daring than I ever had before. I would say the, the, the closest daring thing I tried before that was uh, silk climbing in the circus. So uh, I just figured why not, and when somebody gave me the plug t- uh, to somebody who wasn't going to be scared to give me a shot, it was just a matter of me putting up. Uh, what I what I could physically do versus what I said that I could try to do. Would you say you're a heel or a face? I am definitely a baby face um, through <laughs> and through. I I don't think uh, the audience would boo me um, on any stretch of the imagination. I've faced opponents that have uh, bullied me, looked down on me, doubted me. Um, I think it's really hard not to get behind a man who walks by faith and not by sight and who only weighs about 144 pounds a fight. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist that question. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> no, go for it. What's your question? Go for it. <laughs> well, how difficult was the training? I... For most people, the bumps and hitting that mat is probably the the difference maker as to whether or not you'll come back. Um, I wasn't shy to the idea of uh, the physicality, the cardio, the weight training, uh, the athleticism, because like I said, I have a pretty um, pretty decent pedigree of, of athleticism, but the minute for any blind person, the minute we get our bearings and learn the parameters of our surroundings and spatial awareness, um, it's on. It's on and popping. And what I love about the wrestling ring, like most things, it's already accommodating if you just give us the opportunity and the chance. For example, it's a 16 by 16 ring that we use, um, and the ropes 
uh, three of them on top of one another in four-corner post. The ring never changes. Just like the furniture in my house, nothing gets moved around. Um, you all, everything's exactly where it needs to be when it needs to be there. The, the ring itself is designed of plywood and sheet metal. Uh, laid over top of uh, somewhat of a mat and a canvas uh, to cover up for, for looks and pizzazz. The ring dips in slightly shallow like a bowl from starting at the center where it's the most uh, buoyant and quote-unquote softest. And as it um, diameters out, it gets a little stiffer and a little harder. But you can hear the sounds of the board from the center out. I can pretty much know exactly where I am in the ring at any given time. Now, where the cameras are and where the lights are and where in the difference between the referee and the other wrestler, that's a different story. Um, but, you know, the ref does a good job at whenever I grab him or her up to let me know that it's not the wrestler I'm looking for or if I get a chance to fill the shirt to make sure. Um, but the heels do a pretty good job at uh, capitalizing on whenever I – mistake the referee for them and considering i'm listening for the other wrestlers feet um it, it doesn't it doesn't take much to to mistake one for the other but i'd rather get to you first before you get to me it's kind of the name of the game when you're blind yeah so <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't say the training was um all training is difficult because you have to work up to it you have to put the work in you have to put the sweat in um, and, but your determination uh, has to be there. It's, it's about how bad do you want it. And that means your training could take three years, five years, ten years. Some people train all their life and, and sometimes never hit the mark. And I I like to think that I've exceeded even my own expectations. And, you know, and I, and I trust them. And my trainers, they're good at telling me the truth. I don't need anybody to pat me on the head and coddle me. I, I, if anything, I need more honesty because I can't view myself. You know, um, I can't go back and look at footage and say, I need to correct this, I need to fix that. I, I need really strong and honest and very blunt coaches to just keep it real with me. And uh, and Ronnie uh, definitely keeps it real, for, for sure. <laughs> I would say one of the most difficult things about uh, the training is, uh, for me, is that I don't like I, I, I had a kind of a thing about hurting other people, but that's kind of what we do. You know, we're there to hit strike and and inflict uh, a little damage uh, to and from one another. And, and you know, for me personally, I, I want my strikes to be accurate. I want my slams to be accurate. Um, you know, accuracy is, is a little difficult when you can't see to aim. So uh, Ronnie does a good job at having me figure out different ways on um, performing my accuracy and in any uh, execution I deliver. And, and, of course, delivering it with aggression and without fear. Um, but once, but again, once I get my bearings and I feel confident in the direction that I'm going, uh, you better watch out. Well, oh, I've watched the videos. <laughs> the, the, well, me, me being a musician, and I just want to say, I've actually put one of those rings together before. <laughs> and there's nothing light or anything about it like a lot of people think. Every piece is really, really heavy. And so yeah. when you hit that mat, it does hurt. <laughs> it does hurt. I, 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 a, a, a judge maybe put a ring together. <laughs> I would say over the last three years, I have watched more than several uh, 
uh, ladies and gentlemen, come and go um, based off of either the hits of the mat or the amount of cardio it takes to to, to keep up with us in the ring. So, yeah, you're right. It, it's heavy. It's intentional. It's unforgiving, but it's there to work with you if you put the work in to work with it. Now, as a musician myself, you know, something I've got to ask is, do you have a walk-on song? I do. Uh, I think one of the most exciting things uh, that layered wrestling for, for me is uh, is your entrance music and your entrance in general. You know, when you go up, grow up watching the greats, you know, The Rock and your Stone Cold and your Booker T, when they when their music hits, I would say within the first two seconds, in any good song, you should know the song within the first two seconds, but these wrestling intro music, you know, and or superhero music is, you know, within the first two seconds, you know, that I know what's coming. I know whose entrance that is. I know who's coming out. The lights change. The smoke might come out. Uh, fireworks, pyro. Um, they have a specific way they walk out to the ring. You know, Booker T has his fingers spread looking down at um, his five-time WCW championship hand and the fire blazing uh, up around him with Can You Dig It Sucker. And, you know, if you smell what The Rock is cooking as he climbs to the top rope, raises one arm and the people's eyebrow. And I was excited to get with some of my uh, Israelite brothers and comprise my own special entrance music, um, Hebraic faith music, uh, of course, uh, inspired, by the way. And uh, the song is called Look, Listen, and Feel Me. And um, it, it starts off with a Hebraic horn uh, sounding off as I step out and hold my cane in the air yelling hallelujah. And the hook is Look, Listen, Feel Me, Inspiration Nation, Can My People Hear Me? And I am the one on the track rapping. Um, you'll hear a lot of oh, my wow. monikers and catchphrases within. Yeah, my mother used to rap, and I'm from Gary, Indiana, so you you better be able to spit a little something, something. And uh, I wouldn't call myself a freestylist, but but if somebody were to challenge me, I, I wouldn't necessarily turn it down. Um, but it's me on the track. Um, like I said, some of my Israelite brothers helped me to write, record, and produce the song. Uh, there's a few changes and tweaks I do want to make to it just to solidify it before I'm ready to like really publicize it. But um, but between the beat that was made by one of my brothers, uh, Beats by Freezy, uh, Malik helped me to write the song, Brother Mikello helped me to record it and get it produced. Um, just a lot of really wonderful hands um, and spiritual hands to help me make my song and for me to come out uh, to the ring too. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. I, I hope the audience is catching on to it and I hope it's as signature as, as some of the greats as well and memorable. Wake up your mind with premium organic coffee that's really, really good for you. This isn't just any regular cup of joe. Four Sigmatic's best-selling coffee enhances focus, boosts your mood, and even supports your immune system. Four Sigmatic coffee is mixed with functional mushrooms like lion's mane and chaga. These superfoods are some of the most studied, wellness-supporting supplements on the planet, now easily mixed into your daily favorites. Guaranteed delicious and loved by thousands, over a million cups served, 100,000 plus monthly subscribers and over 30,000 five-star reviews. Try it risk-free and if you don't love it, you get your money back. Use the code ROBUNDERGROUND to subscribe and to save 30% off your subscription. It's 20% without it. Or you can just click the link in the description or be sure to try Four Sigmatic Natural Coffee. How far do you 
plan to take this your wrestling career? You know, when I say I walk by faith and not by sight, it is not a catchphrase. It's not just a scripture. It's a way of life. And uh, the Most High Yah guides me in every step of the way. I like to say I have the best eyes in the house when you have the spiritual eyes. So with that said, I don't know how far wrestling is going to go for me no more than I knew how far my circus career went or my massage career or when I did plays and directed and held my own theater company. Um, I truly don't know, and I think sometimes that's the beauty and the blessing um, is knowing that you're carried by, you know, the most hi- the most highest hands ever. Um, I never even thought that I would even become a wrestler. It was just, it was always a conversation and something to kind of humorously talk about. But here in 2020, it happened, and three years later, I I have gear, I have entrance music, I have fans. Um I'm I'm most excited to see what the Most High have, has in store for me all the time, every day. And all I got to do is continue to stay repented and endure to the end. And uh, none of us really know, you know, our fate or our destiny. But whatever track I'm put on, I just know I want to finish the race. I want to finish hard. And I want to be prepared for whatever's next. This might be a controversial question but uh, you told me you don't get offended so (laughs) no sir do you think others see you as an easy win do i think that others see me as an easy win your your opponent well i think that the ones who do may consider me an easy win are the ones who are going to be the easy win you know (laughs) yes because you know sight is one of those things that that really kickstarts anxiety and doubt. You know, if you, if, you know, it's, you see something, um, it could, it immediately gives you whatever impression jumps, jumps out of your body. Whereas when you're blind, uh, more often than not, you don't know what you're up against until you're already in the heat of it. And it's, it's difficult for me to be afraid when blindness is one of the most scariest things that you could go through. You know, I, I wasn't born, I was born with my blindness eye condition, but I wasn't born blind, and I lost my sight over a period of time, and that was one of the hardest and scariest things I'd ever been through. But if I can make it through that, like I have, if I can inspire people through the obstacles that I've overcome with my eyes shut, I I really can't worry about what others think because I'm there to prove everybody else wrong. And I'm there, more importantly, to inspire everybody to exceed their own expectations. So if you get in the ring with me and you think that I'm some easy win, it's time for you to look, listen, and feel something new. Yeah. (laughs) Who has been your favorite opponent so far? Ooh. Um... You know, we've had some excellent seminars, and we've even had some uh, some former WWE wrestlers come wrestle with us, train with us. Um, I've really enjoyed everybody. I, I love everybody in the locker room there uh, at Grindhouse. Um, it's really hard for me to specify a a favorite per se. I mean, my my coach is definitely my favorite because he. He doesn't just train us, he mentors us, and he lives what he speaks. I think more often than not, when we see people that we look up to and we catch them in a different time, place, and day, 
and we see them doing something outside of what they exuberated, it could it could be very discouraging. It can do just as it can do almost more damage than the positive encouragement we got from them. So I value having gotten to know uh, some of these people on a personal level um, and be encouraged by who they are at their heart and at their core, uh, which is why my my wrestling persona is not a character, is not a gimmick. It's really who I am. You know, I I am I was the inspirer before I stepped in the ring. Um, I walked by faith and not by sight before I got introduced uh, truly to the world of wrestling. Um, so between the Reverend Ronnie Roberts and Rhino and Zach Gowan and Kevo Thrives and uh, Two Tough Tony, you know these Billy Starks. Um, I've I've met some very encouraging um, and inspiring people in their own right um, that have just done an excellent job at making me feel welcome, not taking it easy on me and, and, and putting just as much into me as I'm giving out. Uh, Cash Jackson, Brandon Wolf. Um, I, I mean, man, it's, um, it, it's, it's, and then watching everybody else grow, you know, from the people I started training with up until the present, uh, we've all collectively, come a long way, you know, Mitch Malik and Robert Ketchum and Sexy J. Um, I'm I'm fans of them. Um I you know our big great stars in WWE and AEW and TNA are all well and good, but I'm fans of the Grindhouse locker room and the effort and hard work and dedication and inspiration that we've put into that ring. So tell me about the blindfold. Ooh, the blindfold. You know, my first day in the ring, um, after taking some some bumps, after just really inhaling the fact that I'm even in the ring. You know, I didn't know if I'd make it to the next day or not, but but I made it here and I thought, you know, I've I've had this idea about a finisher. You know, your finisher is is, is everything. Um I mean it is the exclamation mark it is done, you know, you know, whether it's a pinfall finisher, a tap out finisher, and of course, being blind, uh, normally heels have uh, submissions as, as finishers, but in my um, circumstance, it would behoove me to stick to the the submission side of things, especially with a jujitsu background um, and, and you know mat wrestling background. So. My finisher is called the blindfold. And the story behind it is that when I was losing my sight at 12 years old, um, I still had some vision. And how they train you at the schools for the blind when you're losing your sight is they train you under a blindfold because that's inevitably what's going to happen over the course of time is that you'll eventually not see anything. So they try to prepare you ahead of time by blindfolding you and giving you a cane, showing you how to use it, and orientation and mobility and um and that and showing you how to navigate around how to cross streets how to find landmarks and buildings and it is one of the most scariest and irritating i mean you know kids are getting upset throwing the blindfold off um it's painful to basically have to look at your predestination right in front of you by blindfolding yourself um it feels insulting it it feels painful 
Um, and, you know, it's something as simple as a cloth over your eyes. You're, you're watching the inevitable right in front of you. And that one hour a day when you're in that O&M class, you're looking forward to taking that blindfold off at the end of that class where you can see whatever blurred objects you have left or at least a bit of light perception or something. Um, it's painful. It's a very painful process. And I don't expect any sighted person to understand what a lot of us uh, in the blind community have went through in the process of losing sight. And for people that were born completely blind, they don't get to take it off. That That is their world. And so my finisher speaks volumes to that because I, you're face down. I put your legs in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu pin that I pin down with my hips in a lunge position. At that point, your legs are pinned, your upper body is pressed down, you have your hands free, but you can still see to crawl to the ropes. So I take my knuckles, I interlace my fingers right over your eyes, not illegally, but just enough to brace and lock no sight around your eyes and pull back and wrench back on your neck. You can no longer see to find the ropes. You can no longer see to call for your manager on the outside. You don't know where you are, and you don't know how long I'm going to keep this hold in while it's wrenching your neck, it's torquing on your knee, it's torquing on your low back, and your best bet is just to tap out to it. Now, of course, in our O&M class that only lasted an hour, we had to keep that blindfold on the whole time, and there was many of us that took it off halfway through the class, the first 10 minutes of the class, or didn't even opt to put it on. So you don't get a choice in this matter. At the end of the match, once I drop you face down and I lock in that blindfold, you're in my world, and you're praying that when I let go, when the ref forces me off of you or once you tap out and the match is over, that when you open your eyes, your sight restores. And... It's only a glimpse and a taste of, of what I and others go through, but it's just enough to make you rethink doubting that you were gonna that you were gonna win against me or doubting me at all, and it's just enough to maybe give you a hint of humility and compassion of, of what this could possibly feel like. I don't want a pity party. I don't want a sob story. I just want a little understanding. Sometimes it goes a long way, and. And, and much like over the course of my life, it's uh, led me to a great deal of repentance, and I pray the same for others. Um, now, the other beautiful thing about the blindfold that I like to compare to Randy Orton's finisher, the RKO, I can hit it out of nowhere, and I can also hit it any kind of way. So I can do the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu leg pin with the blindfold. I can sit out like a crippler crossface or a bank statement and put in the blindfold. I can do... Um, a face down arm bar with the blindfold. I can do a Muda lock with the blindfold. I can jump on your back and do the blindfold. I can lock you up in the ropes and put the blindfold in. I can pull it out at any time, any place, anywhere, because at any point in time, any of us can lose our sight. And that's something that I learned over the course of my life. And so I like to re-emphasize nothing's promised tomorrow, not our lives, not our sight, not our legs, not our health, nothing is. That's true. So you, Darren, the Inspirer, uh, see me? No, not see me. Is it see me? I done lost myself. Look, look listen, and feel me. No, you're good. Darren, yeah. the Inspirer, look, listen, and feel me. 
look, listen, and feel me, uh, seeing with the eyes of inspiration. Um, and then the documentary, um, um, the, uh, the story of Darren, the inspirer, look, listen, and feel me. Uh, please check it out on Roku and Tubi. Um, it's won some international awards here lately. Uh, which yes, I'm it really has. Quite, which I'm really quite proud of. Um, and, you know, and, and again, I pray that it hits the mark and inspires people to, um, seek, a, seek the highest power. And um, and see beyond what you think your eyes are seeing, because there's way more to this world. Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And uh, so I, I I just inspire and encourage uh, everybody, you know, with no discrimination. There will be a link to the movie in the description on on this episode. There'll be links to your to Darren's Instagram, Facebook, and stuff like that, and. Well, I'll get a link from the your, your playhouse. Is that what's it called again? One more uh, time. Grind Grindhouse Professional Wrestling. Um, and we have a YouTube channel as well, so please follow us on on YouTube and Facebook at GrindhouseProWrestling dot com. Um, like I said, we're in Jeffersonville, Indiana, uh, fourteen sixteen Spring Street, Jeffersonville, Indiana, and coming to you soon. January 29th is our Rumble Rumble show where 30 of us, including myself, will have an over-the-top rope rumble to determine the winner who will go on to face, um, well, compete for the championship belt, the Grindhouse Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. And I have never competed for this belt in the two years that I've been wrestling. Um, and so I'm I'm praying that, you know, the light will shine through me and, the scripture will hold true that says the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And what's the date on that again? January 29th, 1416 Spring Street, Jeffersonville, Indiana, Grindhouse at the arena, 3 o'clock bell time. That's on a Sunday, January 29th. Come get inspired to repent and cheer on hopefully your you're listening to the winner of the Rumble Rumble match in the future Grindhouse Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Inspirational Champion. Also, big shout out to my uh, Israelite brother, Big Smooth, the wrestler. Um, he's also uh, very encouraging, uh, very inspiring uh, in his own right. Uh, we are brothers, and uh, we are dynamically different in size, but our spirits are quite large, and uh, we both wear gold because the scripture says gold is tried in the fire and acceptable man in the furnace of adversity. That is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off. <laughs>